Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. It is hump day. Happy Wednesday, July 8th to everybody. This is Amanda Marie here today, and I am joined by Idania, Nicole, Gerald, and Mario for another show here on the youth. We're looking forward to our topics for today's show. We have some entertainment talk, which nowadays we don't get much of that anymore because of the current pandemic and everything else that's going on. But we have some entertainment talk for today. We have some back to school talk today, which is very important, especially for you guys, because in you know a little bit over a month, you'll be back on campus, hopefully. But before we get don't into any us. of that, <laughs> before we get into any of that, we are going to go through our COVID-19 rundown, of which we do during the first segment of each and every single show. We will kick things off with the current global case number, which is now over 12 million. It is now over 12 million cases around the world. We're seeing a surpassing death toll of 544,000 and over 6.4 million recoveries. Here in the United States, we're seeing a confirmed total of 3 million cases and 133,000 deaths with over 918 recovered patients. Overnight, we're hearing that the Trump administration tells Congress that they do plan to withdraw the United States from the World Health Organization. And on the other hand, we're seeing the World Health Organization now reviewing and acknowledging the evidence that COVID-19, get this, can be spread in tiny airborne particles. We're also seeing Dr. Fauci warning against complacency amid false narrative of falling COVID-19 death rates in the United States. Okay, first of all, who told him he can depart from the who? Like, who? Who, who told him he can leave from World Health Organization like that? That makes no sense. They are one of the leading people who have been researching and finding causes and, and understanding things. And obviously, they understand now that it can be spread now through tiny particles. That was a big thing in the beginning of this, that it was too dense, essentially, to be airborne because it was a heavy sort of um, cell, well, particle essentially. And it was only able to like really get on to surfaces. And that was the biggest thing. So it's like, wipe down your surfaces because it might have COVID if you are in a big group of people. So now that they have figured out that in smaller particles, it can become airborne. And it is essentially airborne because they've been dealing with this for so long now. And they've only just now re like realize that it has a sort of airborne tendency that's terrifying and it goes down that you need to wear your mask because people tend to forget that if you're both of you're wearing a mask you're both going to get like exposed to if you're not wearing a mask if one of you is wearing a mask and it's a person infected at least you have one person that is taking the bullet for this if you have the two people taking wearing the mask you have such a low chance of getting this because one they're protected and it's in their own space and two you're protected and you're in your own space especially if you're six feet social distancing as well you're solid you're good and the people the fact that people aren't wearing their masks they aren't social distancing they aren't really doing the bare minimum at this point it's kind of like it's mind-boggling the fact that they're not doing it how they should be and I mean, we've been hearing a lot of complacency anyways in general. They're like, oh, but the death tolls are going down. It doesn't matter. Like, it's like people aren't really dying anymore. That's not the point. People are still dying and they're dying. They're dying alone because they're, they're, their family can't be there with them. And they're, they're dying alongside a nurse. And, you, you know, and that's, that's the most tragic and saddest thing to come out of this is when you really realize that people are dying alone in these hospital beds because their family can't be there. In hospitals, they have a no visitor policy. And the only time, only time, only time people can step foot in there is when you're on a ventilator and you're brain dead and they're trying to decide whether they should pull, pull the plug. And that is honestly tragic. And the fact that people are getting complacent with this and they are just like, oh, but it's fine because it's gonna go away soon because the death toll is going down. That makes no sense. It really makes no sense. And the fact that you're putting yourself in danger and other people in danger is reckless because you don't know their underlying conditions. You don't know what they have to go home to. You don't know somebody that they're home with has any other underlying conditions that could legitimately kill them within a week of getting COVID. So like, it makes no sense to me. And I'm just, I'm upset 
And if, again, if anything's going to be taken from this, just wear your mask, have social distancing, and always be on your toes. Don't, don't be complacent, especially during a pandemic, because that makes no sense. I think people are being selfish, and they have been selfish from the beginning, because, like, just wear your mask. Like, it's really not that hard. Come on, you see the numbers. You know what's going on. You realize we're in a global pandemic. Just just wear your mask, bro. Like, just, just do it. What's so hard about it? And, like, how how where does he get the idea that we can like you know separate from the world health organization like how does that how does that even work would they have to change their name because it's no longer really all of the world right like how do how what uh, uh all the information i get is from like the cdc and the who so like how how are we gonna like depart and just stop being part of the World Health Organization. Like what like like that's gonna immediately cure coronavirus from all Americans. Like how do I don't understand where you get the idea that you could just leave. Like you're just gonna dip. Like that's not it's not a good idea in the first place. And I don't really think it's possible. Like I think it's just in me like People are being so irresponsible, so immature, so selfish. Like, wear a mask, protect your loved ones, wear a mask. And like, you don't know people's lives. You don't know what people are struggling with. Like, just wear a mask. Why is that so hard? Wear a mask. I mean, listen, the fact that we're still learning more about this virus and people are still not taking it seriously after all this time really shows the state that we're in. Like this virus is still very much a threat. I mean, look, we're learning more and more about it every day. Like it's not gonna, it's not over. As Fauci said, the death tolls have not gone down. And listen, people really need to start waking up. You know, most of us have, you know, pretty much 99% I'd say people have, you know, started, you know, to take this seriously, but you know, for that like 0.9% who are deciding to rip masks off of Target shelves and, you know, insulting people that say that it's bad to do that. Like, come on, wake up and smell the coffee. Like, like you need to realize that this is real. This isn't a government hoax. This isn't, you know, chemtrails planting the coronavirus. This isn't 5G implanting it in our skulls. No, this is real. This is a real virus. You need to wake up and see that. And listen, you don't like a mask, like there, there's a much worse, you know, fate if you could be on a ventilator in a hospital. Like, listen, just wear that piece of cloth on your face for like 20 minutes. Like, it's not that bad. And yet you say that your freedom is being violated. That is so BS. Come on. You really need to wake up and smell the coffee, as I've said. Like, come on, this is real. You need to realize that. I had, when a, I had actually gone to Orlando and my aunt and uncle went to Publix there. And when I tell you, they, they told me that literally no one it, like in the Publix was wearing masks or anything like that. They weren't wearing any mask out. When they told me that, I was like, I was like, really, really still people are not getting that you have to wear a simple mask it's really not that hard of much of a, con- it's not really a hard concept to like attain or to just to grasp, but just wear a cloth around your face. That's it. Just do it and you'll be good. Just don't spread this disease more than it already is. And by the way, did Trump give any like good reason to separate from the World Health Organization or was he, was this an impulsive decision? we really aren't sure yet it's just news that's coming overnight and we'll see more of how that works out i was kind of interested when i read that headline just minutes after waking up this morning but when we come back here on the youth another issue that has definitely been affecting you guys especially is how you guys will return to campus in the fall how's that going to work out what's it going to look like you're going to be at home are we going to be in school a lot of questions not just for teachers but for families for students for staff administration and now some of these questions are being answered and i'm ready to hear what you guys as fellow high school students think 
You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs? You have a Great Dane, you have a couple of pit bulls off to the side, you have some very, very big German shepherds, you know, just the bigger type of dogs, and they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey, this is Tiki Barber. You're listening to Slam Radio. back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. In this next segment, we'll be talking about the reopening of school in the fall. Not college, not university, but everything else. Elementary, middle, and high school students, which I think I know a few high school students here on the Youth. Am, am I right? Am I right there? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Funny joke, Amanda. Funny, funny joke. So obviously, this has been a big question and a big worry for a lot of students, including you guys. We've talked about it here on the Youth, and we've talked about about it outside of the youth we have no idea uh-huh, what the future of the uh-huh, classroom is going to look like uh-huh. because of this pandemic but again you know we're finding out president trump called on all governors and mayors to bring students back to classrooms full-time in the fall and abandon remote learning as many experts agree that the psychological and educational cost of keeping children at home full-time would be steep and as we know Everybody adjusts differently. There's some students who are motivated enough 
and they can do the full day of school from the comfort of their home. But there's also students who need that in-person one-on-one attention with their teacher. So we know that some schools and some school districts are giving students different options of which does include going back full-time and in some cases doing half and half where you do some remote learning, but all of these options include being on campus at some point. And as students yourself, you know, there's a big decision that comes now in the, in the next few days, next few weeks, because now they have to start preparing your schedule and curating your schedule to this. So aside from the fact that as it is, schedules are pretty difficult to make already. Now with having to adjust to everybody's different needs and choices, it's going to be a little bit harder. But as we know, you know, SLAM, SLAM has, it's all indoors, some small hallways, and it's a lot of students. And we can see how packed those hallways get sometimes. So that's also a big concern for you guys, especially, I know we were wondering that, how are things going to work? Because it's not like a big open field high school, but I mean, we'll see how that works out. But how are you guys feeling? Is this something where you're ready to jump back to campus in the fall and go full time? Or are you, you're weighing your options? I'm more into the hybrid learning of it so far. I think that for what it is right now, I'm more into the half and half because I quite frankly, I mean, my mom already got the survey. She got the day school survey, which is only in person or online. So they had to choose in person. And then we got the um, slam survey, which was you have in person, hybrid or online. And I chose hybrid, obviously. And I think mostly because I am not completely comfortable going to school where there's still so many cases and still so many people getting sick and a lot of people still acting reckless. But I also need, I also need certain, um, what's it called? Physical connections with certain people. So like, I, I need to be around my friends. I need to be around certain teachers. And I realized that during uh, the quarantine that I kind of need more of that physical interaction than I thought that I did previously but because I always had it around school. So I'm kind of more into the hybrid learning idea so far because it gives me the options of staying home when I, I mean, it depends. There's different hybrid um, options where it's you go two days of school and two days online, two days of school and then so on and so forth, or in school, online, in school, online. And quite frankly, I'm not sure which one would be better, but I'm more into just, hybrid for right now and I'm just kind of taking it as it goes and my own comfort level to be honest with you. I think I'm with Nicole here. I really like the hybrid option of learning because you know it's a little best of both worlds because you know it's still the socially distant not as many people are going to be in the classroom with you but you know you still get everybody gets to learn at the same time but you know I personally myself didn't really like the, you know, virtual learning. I don't think, you know, some classes work better than others, but as a whole, I didn't really enjoy it that much. So I think going back to the classroom is, you know, something very good, even though I really do not like getting up early to go to school. But I mean, hey, we need to do what we need to do. But what I'm concerned more about is, you know, the athletes because, well, I'm a student athlete and I really want to know, you know, how sports will be affected. You know, obviously we're not going to have leagues, but and that doesn't mean we can't still practice, right? I mean, I really um, am curious to see what they do about that because that's um, probably one of my main concerns when it comes to next year, you know, school. You know, I play golf, so, you know, not as much as a contact sport as, you know, other sports like basketball or volleyball or baseball, you know. But still, you know, I'd like to see what they would do, you know, with that. Uh, me, I'm on the same page as you guys, if I'm being completely honest. I totally, I actually like the hybrid idea because um, sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't really like the whole virtual thing, but, you know, my mom is still scared for, like, me going outside because, you know, coronavirus and everything, which I understand, so that's fine. So I was like, you know, let's do a little compromise. Well, I, I stay home some days, I, I go to school some days. So I like the hybrid idea because I can have some interactions with people and I can get that uh, like learning face-to-face and all, all of that good stuff, but I can also do the virtual learning. So I, I like the hybrid because it's a good balancing out of, of everything. 
My mom got the survey as well. I think she got it yesterday or two days ago. And I'm not sure what, like, what she chose. But to be honest, I mean, we see how the numbers are rising in Florida every day. And it's just, I feel like hybrid wouldn't be something that's safe, especially in such a big school as ours. Like, we have a lot of kids in, like, small like small spaces. So I don't, I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. But I think that I would prefer doing fully virtual because it's not like, I mean, like half of my friends graduated this year and like the other half are going to be there for like three more years or whatever. For Nicole, Nicole's going to be there for like two or three more years. Like so is Mario. Gerald's going to be there for like two more years. Like, it's not like I'm, this is my last chance to see them, but I do miss the radio station. That's like the reason I would want to do hybrid because of the fact that I just miss the radio station because honestly, in all my years, it has become a safe, a safe place for me. So like, honestly, like I just miss the radio station and I miss going up to Frank randomly and just calling him bald and like, like that connection we we have in the station and just the vibe that we get overall because everyone in there is basically friends with each other and everyone gets along. Like, you know, I just, I miss that. Like, I really do. It's not like I miss like regular like school stuff. I miss the, the unique opportunity that we have to have a studio and to have these connections that we made because of this studio. You know, Danya brought up a great point because, you know, I also thought about extracurricular activities. I mean, this show is an extracurricular activity and, you know, stuff after school, like, you know, the chess club, you know, the key club and, you know, even the gamers club, you know, whatever club you're in. I wonder how that's going to be affected by this. Like, will they still happen? Will it be up in the air? Will there be like a vote on it? I'm curious to see about that, you know. So, like, you know, a lot of stuff, every part of our school lives will be affected by this you know whichever we yeah I've been kind of wondering about uh radio as well because radio has become a big part of my school life and just in general my life like I've done so much with radio and I'm so involved with it now that it's like I kind of I that's my option so I have been teeter-tottering on the idea of possibly going full-time if there is any possible like indication for the continuation of radio and how radio is going to continue and all such things because quite frankly there's so many things that I, I haven't done yet that I still want to you know oh no <laughs> uh yeah that's definitely what I'm hinting at too Ilania definitely that um I still haven't done yet but I want to be able to, to accomplish and that's definitely would interfere with radio and how it would be done with essentially of course and you know we have our our actual education and academics we have to worry about and you guys have to worry about and how you learn best if you're someone that can do that half and half this is a great option for you and it does help keep students outside of the classroom and you know be able to create that social distance learning environment but when it comes to extracurricular activities like this station like this show it's something that's worrisome because we may have some students able to be in studio and then some students will have to be on zoom and there's just so many different aspects and so many things that have to now be considered as you guys do return to campus in the fall and start getting back into the groove of things here at the station. Well, not here at the station because we're at home, <laughs> but at the station, you know, it's going to be an interesting dynamic and something we'll have to work with, but we'll make it work because we are the youth. And when we come back here, we're going to talk song of the summer. We're moving away from some corona talk and song of the summer it's been a crazy summer not one that we expected at all but the race is on you're listening to the youth here on sam radio series xm channel 145 hey look what i found a radio radio slam radio sirius xm channel 145 why was the basketball court all wet because the players kept dribbling on it the dad joke <laughs> corny Grown-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for it. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and... Insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Saquon Barkley, and you got to listen to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series Extend Channel 145. We talked about back to school, getting back to school, but... Who wants to talk about school when we're in summer? Exactly. We're enjoying as much as we can our summer vacation, even though we can't really go on too many vacations, but just enjoying our time off, enjoying some time to rest, some time to indulge in other activities, even though we've probably binged every show we can on Netflix. We've painted our hearts out. We've read as much as we can possibly read and gone through every movie that was on our list. But something else we haven't really thought of, you know, each summer, there's a few songs that come out, and it's which song is going to be the song of the summer. And there's always a big deal around it. There's always a race around it. And this year, we're starting to get close to, you know, that race kind of coming to an end. We're in the middle of July almost. Well, I mean, it's still early July, almost mid-July. And we're getting close to, you know, a month from now. We'll probably know what the song of the summer is. And right now, we're seeing the Billboard Top 100. The top five songs are Rockstar by The Baby and Roddy Rich, Savage Remix by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, Say So by Doja, and Rain On Me by Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga. To be quite honest with you, I'm digging Dua Lipa's music this summer. She's had, I think, like two or three songs that are just constantly on the radio. They give me the best summer vibes. There hasn't been a lot of good music this summer. I mean, we can't expect much. It's 2020. <laughs> but as we wait for these songs to sort of figure things out and we can figure out what the song of the summer is, I think we're going to take a, a blast to the past and go through the songs of the summer 
each song that was named Song of the Summer since 2010. So obviously we know 2019, Old Town Road by Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. We knew that that song was hitting the airwaves. All the little kids were going crazy for the song. 2018, people were hopping out of their cars and dancing to this song, In My Feelings by Drake. 2017, this song was already famous as it is enough. Justin Bieber hopped on Despacito with Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. And that song definitely, that one radiated extreme summer vibes. 2016 was One Dance by Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla. 2015 was Cheerleader by Omi. One hit wonder. We never heard from him again, but I remember how tired I got of this song this summer. 2014 was Fancy by Iggy Azalea and Charlie XCX. We saw 2013 Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke featuring T.I. and Pharrell. 2012 was Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. 2011, who we're taking a blast to the past right now, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. And in 2010, California Girls by Katy Perry featuring Snoop Dogg, which to be honest, I thought this song was older than just, you know, all the way back in 2010. So here we have all the songs of the summer since 2010. What was your favorite out of all of these? I know it's kind of hard to pick because at some point we got kind of tired of hearing these songs, but also at some point we were the ones playing this song over and over and over again. Are we going to forget the mistake? that Justin Bieber did while he was, uh, like, he was um, obviously, like, in the the song uh, Despacito, but then he went to go sing it live or something, and it was tragic. Are we all just going to, like, skip that? Like, dude, that I, I got that from, like, the archive of my brain. Supposedly, I, that's why he doesn't perform it anymore. Well, yeah, because he doesn't speak Spanish. He was like, he's like, I learned these lyrics just to sing it, and then I completely forgot about it, but out of this whole list right wasn't feeling 2019 2017 got real harsh 2016 got real harsh 2015 got real harsh never felt 2013 to be honest with you I kind of really like vibe with California girls not gonna lie to you and I'm not even a California girl but I kind of I kind of just vibe with it like so hard for no reason I vibe hard with that one and party rock anthem let's be honest because that i still in my head out of nowhere will just start like singing either one of those songs for no reason so those are the two that i vibe with the most they're like neck and neck i'm just gonna leave it at that because quite frankly those are like the best ones in my head for this i mean if you were to bring up like rude that would be a different discussion but rude wasn't top it wasn't top which is really sad and really tragic to be honest with you but yeah class when you girls and party rock anthem I'm going to be honest here. I have like three of them tied, like three of them are tied. So Party Rock Anthem, uh, what's it called? One Dance are all tied for me because I still listen to those songs to this day. Like I, I will be like, I'll sometimes I'll be uh, in my car with driving with my dad and I'm just listening to cheerleader and vibing. Or sometimes I'm playing video games and I'm listening to Party Rock Anthem because why not? And then one dance just because like well, yeah it's in it's in like my vibe playlist so I gotta just enjoy that song completely so yeah those three are completely tied no matter what. I mean, I have to say California Girls is my number one just because I've always like really looked up to Katy Perry and honestly growing up she was one of my like musical inspirations, but I agree with cheerleader and people sleep on fancy. Like, like, Fancy is such a great song. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it by heart. Everyone wants to dance to it. Don't, Mario, shut up. Like, it's, period. It's an amazing song. So, I, I have one song that I really think deserves the top song of the summer out of all of those, and that's Party Rock, because, like, for one reason, it's still played consistently to this day. Like, the rest of the songs, yeah, sure, you may hear it once in a while for a throwback Thursday and all, but, you know, you don't really hear it played consistently. Party Rock Anthem, you can go to pretty much anywhere and it's still played. Like, Party Rock Anthem is such a timeless, iconic song that, you know, just deserves the top song, you know, of this decade. Like, come on, how can it not be Party Rock Anthem? That's just a no-brainer for me. No, but here's the thing, though. We're, all, we're forgetting this. 
it goes down that cheerleader would be like okay so my top two right that are neck and neck tied is what i said before so it's cheer uh california girls and uh party rock anthem but cheerleader is like number two because it was really good i still listen to it every now and again because it has like a really good vibe to it it's nice and like it's not like a boppy song but it's like it like kind of just like flows it kind of rides along with it so like that's the reason why i really like it it was overplayed that summer for me though because of a summer camp i was in that with my sister at the time and there was a dance that girls had to do that like the, the song was in it and I was just like not vibing with it. I listened to it too long. I listened to it for practice in there, in my house. But then years after I understood the appreciation for it. And I was like, you know what? This song, it really is vibing. Like it really is. Like it's it's okay. Fancy? No. I'm sorry, Lania. I don't see what you see in it. It's not, it's not like, it's not God tier. It's not top tier. Who that? Who that? It was It's bad. pretty much, it it's bad. pretty much C tier. It's a C I did buy. That's a C-level song. It's really not that great. And Amanda's only giving, like, the best little portions of the song, and that's even cringeworthy in itself. Honestly, for me, I, while Fancy was bopping in 2014, my song of the summer in 2014 was probably Am I Wrong by Nico and Vince. Dude, yes! Dude, yes. That, oh song, yes. that song is God's here. That song, when I hear that song, it takes me back to walking the streets of New York and pa- passing by different stores and that's the only song that was playing i actually got to see them live at like the most epic jingle ball i think that's ever been hosted it was Probably. wow uh, incredible the one in 2015 they performed and they performed that song and like i even went i was like okay like wow because Dude, i remember that song that song was a level god tier because i'm surprised that right. wasn't the song of the summer because it was yes. i'm telling you i heard that song non-stop and while i i didn't listen to fancy by iggy azalea and i liked that song nowhere near how much i loved am i wrong like that that song was super good to be honest 2015 what cheerleader i kind of assumed it would get there i kind of thought it would be one of the weekend songs because the weekend really he had can't feel my face the hills he had a lot of different songs that were in constant rotation on radio for me i would have to say my favorite out of all of these is probably despacito but mine is justin bieber i actually got mad when justin bieber hopped on the remix because justin bieber has no reason to be on the remix what are the canadian boy doing i don't understand Keep if Sean Mendes did it, that's I'd cool. still be upset too because exactly. that song was so, you know, we came back from spring break and that song was, that was the song. That was, everybody's like, this is going to be the song of the summer. And then Justin Bieber hopped on it and everybody completely forgot about the Luis Fonsi version with just Daddy Yankee. And I, I kind of got upset about it. I'm not even going to lie. 2018, I did jump out of a car and I did do the Kiki dance. I admit to it. But that song, I don't know, 2018 Summer didn't really have a lot of strong songs, in my opinion. I think this was the strongest song. But you know, when we're talking the earlier years, California Girls, I agree. Yes. Party Rock Anthem, I agree. I remember having hangout sessions here at my house with, obviously, my brother and my cousins. And we used to have this feature on the TV. You could play music videos. And this was one of the music videos they play. And they would f- put on full performances in my living room at 9.57 at night on a Friday afternoon in June. And it would be a whole party, flickering lights, and we would we would go crazy. Call Me Maybe, that song got kind of annoying after a while. Blurred Lines, I can agree. That was a song. That was probably the song of the summer. We were bumping that song here in our house nonstop. And then, like I said, 2014... I don't agree with that. I feel like there were so many good songs that summer and that was not, no. Just no. Like, That's it. Yeah, I agree. Like, Am I Wrong was a God-level song. It had summer vibes. Honestly, the beat was amazing. It was immaculate. The vocals were immense. Like, it's, it's insane that it wasn't number one at all, that it wasn't a summer song because it really hit all of the notches to be a great summer song. Everybody vibed with it. Everybody was bopping to it. Everybody loved that song. I, I will still listen to that song today. I will legit lay down, close my eyes and just be like immersed in the feeling of the song because it just does that to you. Like there's only some like top level songs that you can do that with. 
And that's definitely one of those songs that I still do that with, where I just lay down, I'm like starfished, and I'm just like, wow, emotion. So that's what it gives to you. It's insane. And let's be honest, 2016, while well, one dance, it said it was the song of the summer. What happened to Summer 16 by Drake? Oh. We knew right. summer, summer 16 has always gone down in history for the best summer. I think Summer 16 had some of the best music a summer could possibly have. And I'm surprised once again that Summer 16 by Drake was not the song of the summer. One Dance was great and all, but it's literally Summer 16 and Summer by Calvin Harris. Yeah, they, they, they oh, messed up. They, yeah, they, they did definitely, mess up. Yep. I, they, I, mean, they, I mean, this list is not the move. This they list, I, don't, out. Nah, I agree on some isn't. points with this list, but. I agree with only how do like you mix summer sixteen? I'm sorry, guys. I think we should make our own because this is definitely not correct, as we can That's obviously true. see. Like this is um a little faltering in some areas. Let's be we'll reconvene. Here. We'll go through each of our favorite songs from these summers, and we'll we'll discuss and we'll reconvene on this subject. We'll take a vote, and we'll we'll, we'll get we'll pick our own songs of the summer. Since we're gonna have like a Zoom conference call for the youth because some of these are not i'm telling you cheerleader by omi eh, we're gonna have a whole committee for this this needs a full committee we need to we need to make sure we get everybody from the youth on this and we need to make sure that we create a proper songs of the summer list since 2010 and we need to pick a song of the summer for 2020 because i am sure that they are going to fold on this one as well when we come back here on the youth for our final segment of today's show we're going to talk Harvard. We talked Harvard yesterday. Some, something a little crazy that came from, from Harvard. But now they're doing something pretty pretty recognizable. You're listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine? It's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. 
You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. What's up, y'all? This is Martellus Bennett, and you are listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the YouTube Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145 for the final segment of today's show. We're going to talk about Harvard again. Yesterday, you know, we brought up how Harvard's going fully virtual for the 2020-2021 academic school year. And how even though they're going fully virtual, the tuition stays at a whopping $50,000 for these students. So kind of a tough one to deal with. We also talked about how we saw ICE uh, release a press statement explaining their plans to deport all students on student visas whose universities are planning on going fully virtual. But now we're seeing just today how Harvard and MIT both decided to file a lawsuit against ICE and DHS to protect international students from deportation, from getting sent back to their countries because their universities are going fully virtual. So I have a feeling, just like I said yesterday, that this is going to be a very big deal. And we're going to be talking about this a lot here on the youth because there's going to be so many big steps and so much to talk about surrounding this topic. But when I first saw this headline this morning, just as I was pretty shocked about the United States planning on withdrawing from the World Health Organization, this one shocked me as well because this begins the fight now against ICE and their plans to deport all students who have student visas and their colleges and universities are going fully virtual. And it's not like there's a lot of time to fight this because we're in the summer semester right now, but the fall semester is just around the corner. Yeah, when I, I got like extremely angered yesterday when I did find out that they wanted to go ahead and, and pursue this because of the same reason of the, the fact that if you are going to deport certain students, it gives them no chance to find a local school if they will have a local school um, to enroll in because the fall semester is about to start very soon. Um, and how the summer has already started. It started a couple weeks ago. Not a couple weeks ago, more like a few weeks ago, sorry. And it, it's really, it was just an unfair jab at these students that was really uncalled for. And I'm actually very relieved with how Harvard and MIT are kind of taking on with this because it does kind of redeem them in some sort of sense. It does allow the students to make their own narrative in life and have their own education. and. I'm I'm just happy that they they're combating this in, in some of the most formal ways possible because it does give credibility to it and it does legitimize everything that's happening. And I do feel as though they're taking this in the right way and they're taking all the correct steps so far because it truly was uncalled for and it was honestly such a low blowing jab from ICE that it actually like infuriated me the other last last time infuriated me uh, in the last episode of the youth and it was definitely a topic that I had to like settle down from because how but again I'm just I'm I'm proud that they're taking this seriously and they're doing it through a very credible and legitimate way of suing them instead of any other shortcutting way that people can do if you are a a big time organization in general. You do not want my opinion on ICE. Like you, like we, there's, it is 53. There's no way I'm gonna be able to like give my opinion on ICE in like less than two minutes. Like I have so much to say that is gonna have to be for another day. 
So I just have to say that I'm proud to see how these schools are basically rising up to the occasion. And it's like, nah, my students are my students. So I just think that's amazing to hear. And I'm so happy and I really hope that these schools obviously win the lawsuit. And I hope that I hope that these students can remain and that they stay here and build a better future. Yeah, for sure. Like, I really don't understand. Like, why does ICE even exist in the first place? Like, come on, ICE is just, ICE just sucks. And plus, well, you know, while I don't agree with Harvard, you know, charging the same tuition for college, even though it's a watered down experience online, still, I'm glad that they're taking action against ICE because, I mean, what ICE has done is pretty much, you know, abhorrent. It, it is horrifying. Like, that is just something not you do not do. Like, uh, I'm just glad that, you know, these colleges are actually doing something to fight against this instead of just acting like it's not happening. You know, while I'm kind of mad at Harvard for what they were doing to the students and, you know, keeping their tuition the same, I'm always more mad ice, so I'm a little bit more happy with Harvard right now. So they are they're on my goose good side for now. Um, basically, look, ice trying to take international students for no reason is just so stupid. It really is. Like they didn't do anything, and I'm glad that the these that Harvard and MIT are standing up for their students. It shows that they actually do care and, you know, something nice for them. Yeah, absolutely. And then this will just start a new trend with perhaps we'll start seeing other schools taking similar action to Harvard and MIT. But at the end of the day, we know that international students make up a big population for some of these schools like Harvard, like MIT. And seeing that these are the plans for ICE in the scenario where they are going full virtual. You know, some schools, again, are offering that option. You can take hybrid courses. You can do full on campus. You can do fully online. But in that scenario, these students, in order to stay here to study, they have to go fully in person. And for some people, they're not comfortable taking that risk because we're still unsure as to how things will work out once we do get back to campus in the fall. But, I mean, props to Harvard and to MIT for starting this trend. We may see other schools start this trend. We may see them be the only ones that sort of initiate this kind of formal way to go against ICE. But, I mean, it's just incredible. You know, when we talked about this yesterday, seeing that these were ICE's plans. It's- Amanda, 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 Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Mario, do you hear that? Jinx, jinx. I jinx do hear that. Sorry. And I that said means- the full line. I won. <laughs> Hey, you that beat means me this we have time, come Nicole. to the end of our show. Mario, you're just like Anthony, trying to steal Nicole's little trend here. Thank you for another oh. spectacular show of the youth here on Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. We'll see you tomorrow.